Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, the Talent Surgery, the Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. the Recruitment Roundup with Toby and Nadia of Harrington Star. This is our podcast once a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment. So five days a week we always love to shine a light on the individuals making waves in the world of fintech and on a Sunday we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. So I wanted to kick things off by talking about two of the podcasts that have been released this week. Um, I really, really enjoyed talking to the individuals and I really want to talk about Gabby McSweeney, Data Partnerships Manager at Kodak. Um, so she joined me on Women of Fintech and I wanted to celebrate this podcast because she left us with so many actionable insights for positive, inclusive change. So she actually comes from a non-fintech background, moved into fintech because it became an interest and passion of hers to understand technology and to talk about technology. And um, when it comes to inclusion within the industry, she says it's really simple. Three things. Have a female present within your recruitment process shared parental leave will fast track any gender equality debate and mentoring programs should be for all to build confidence and support needed because not everybody has Sunday lunch around the dinner table with someone within the family's friends round, round for lunch saying this is what your career should be when you grow up. So mentoring programs are just so, so important. So I wanted to kick things off by celebrating Gabby because I think her, her pod was just so clear, so to the point, and left me with three really clear things. And then the second pod that I want to celebrate is um, one that I recorded with Helen Susanna Webb, Senior Product Manager at Eigen Technologies. Now, again, we were talking about inclusion within the industry, authentic inclusion within the industry. And we've got such a good perspective from Helen, because Helen grew up with a visual impairment and quite a severe one. And she actually describes this as her superpower because she looks at the world differently. And I think right now across the fintech community, we are constantly looking towards how we can build better products and better solutions for customers and that we have to be more in tune with our customers and we have to look at the world differently. So I really wanted to highlight this one because Helen, again, says equality is about three simple things, very similar to, to what was said previously. Helen says simply, hire more women, promote more women, pay women equally. Um, and I just think, do you know what? In simplicity, there is some real gold. So, um, you know, when, when we discussed how, she said people should be paid what they are worth, 
not what they are audacious enough to ask for. And that really, really touched me as something that I definitely want to quote her again and again, because I think that that can drive decision making across our industry. And we've got to stop and think about the importance of inclusion. So as you all know, inclusion is a huge, huge thing for me. My pod this week, those are the two that I really wanted to highlight. But we've seen so much more across the marketplace that's not only to do with inclusion, um, but actually we've seen challenges that many people are overcoming. So Toby, tell us about the challenges that you've seen the marketplace overcoming recently. Yeah, thanks, Nadia. I think that there's some, um, some great stuff that you've just been talking about there, and I'm looking forward to listening to those in the, uh, in, in the week ahead. Challenges is a really interesting word, isn't it? Because we, we came back uh, from a rapidly changing world. We, you know, we, we spoke about recording just before the Christmas break and how quickly everything changed from a, you know, from a social and economic standpoint uh, to when we went out, out, out for Christmas and then to when we came back about what happened and the, and the map that we look at for Q1 of this year. So as we, uh, as we finished up last year, things were looking like opening up, we were going to have Christmas together, et cetera, et cetera. And in the space of about a week, everything accelerated with new variants. It just shows the, uh, the agility that's needed uh, to be running businesses at this at this stage, and I think it was really fascinating to come into this year with with you know with set plans as everyone did and everyone knew what they wanted to do, but then to be able to have, you know to have this and say right everyone's workforce is going to be locked down again more stringently than than they have been for some some time, and looking forward and saying what the impact what's impact is that going to have to, to have on the the, the, uh, the industry now we're what two weeks into the into the year now. And, and you start to see a little bit of settling of what that looks like. You know, the first week is all about just uh, feeling out the market and seeing and understanding what people are saying. Uh, and the second week, you should be able to see a little bit of settling into people's a- a- ambitions and plans and such like. So the challenges are that we are looking once again at a very fragmented and dispersed workplace with a lack of certainty about when people come back into the office and when this uh, virus that has gripped us for so long actually moves, moves away. The overwhelming consensus has been one of, of, of ploughing further forward, which I think is, is a stunning effort, again, from the uh, fintech industry. We have seen people recognise that this isn't going to be easy. We've seen now nine months of companies working in this uh, new way, and not only working in this new way, but in many cases thriving in this new way, and being able to look at efficiencies in their business and move it further forward from there. So one of the things that I've seen uh, overcome is that people looking at this, looking at the well-being of their teams, looking at how they need to make sure that they are looking after that first and foremost, but also then being able to onboard to, to grow and to implement plans to push further forward. Now, one of the big trends that we've been speaking about is last year, one of the, uh, the first things when everything shut down for the first time back in March was sales headcount was, was paused as probably one of the biggest areas of the brakes being, brakes being pumped. So because... There wasn't the opportunity to network, to do face-to-faces. It was suddenly, right, we, we, uh, we need to pull back on our plans on sales and do that. One of the areas that we've seen grow, particularly over Q4 of last year and start very strongly this year, is that sales element again. So we are suggesting that, that there are strong quotas and ambitious plans being put further forward and a foot race once again to get the best sales talent in place. Now, that represents a challenge in itself because every company in the financial technology space seems to be looking for the same profile, right? The top biller of a, of a competitive company, someone there who is a strong salesperson with a, with a strong book, et cetera, et cetera. That isn't easy to differentiate. So the companies who are overcoming that challenge the best are really thinking about that EVP, thinking about what makes it their, their company attractive, 
And that isn't just pounds and pence, but how can they make sure this is a long and attractive and good proposition but to move the best talent in volatile times? And that's a really interesting piece that people are looking at. So I think this time out, when I'm hearing and talking to people in the marketplace, I'm hearing people who are looking at another uh, uh, you know, unidentifiable period of time of, of, of a remote workplace and actually thinking in a really intelligent manner about how they can make sure that everyone gets the best experience throughout their business. They keep that connectivity and they drive that, their business further forward again. What about you? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm loving everything that you're saying there, and I, and I totally agree. And you know, this week I've had um, knocking on the door of 20 conversations with different um, financial services technology teams or fintech businesses. And the really, really exciting thing is I'm hearing about so many new sales positions across the fintech industry. So five um, have told me that they are in the process of getting multiple hires signed off within their sales space, which I think is really interesting because, you know, with all the challenges that we're facing, this to me sparks real like action. If people are looking to sign off roles for new salespeople within their businesses, it means that they are moving forward with their plans and their products that they're looking to sell and their ways in which they're looking to sell that. But um, again, everyone knows that I'm um, very passionate about the inclusion conversation and actually not only going after people from your competitors as what was mentioned traditionally there, but actually going after people that have potential not looking at past privilege, but looking at future potential for people. And I think that um, across the industry right now, people, people are more and more open to that and looking at people from lots of different backgrounds to bring in that diversity of thought. And that's been really exciting for me this week. But in terms of challenges that people are over, overcoming, the challenge of the world that we're living in right now, working out how people are going to sell products to people when, when we are all working from home and we, when we are all separate. And I think that there's been a you know, wonderful level of resilience and just sort of working out exactly how it's going to get done. And, and so it's exciting times. And I think um, it's also been quite exciting for us internally, Bab. So I wanted you to share with uh, our listeners what we've been doing with the whole HS group, um, what's happening with Northstar, because um, it's, all, it's all really, really good stuff. And I think we're another example of a business that is pressing forward with our ideas, with our plans and making stuff happen. Well, yeah, thank you, thank you, Nat. It's it's um it is it is really interesting. And look, we we went into this, and I think I've said this a few times before. We went into this period saying that we wanted to make sure it was an opportunity rather than a, a threat. How are we going to take this situation and make sure we were better from it? Um, and I think we've done a, a, absolutely that, and we've worked really hard, and uh, you know, to to, to provide a, pro- a proposition that adds as much value as possible. One of those things we released in uh, you know, the back end of last week, we we put our sales kickoff together, which I loved. Uh, and it was really the culmination of an awful lot of work that we've done uh, over that particular period. So I'm going to talk through some of the highlights um, you know, that, that from, 20, from 2020. And I'm also going to talk through some of the structural changes that we've made. One of them being something I'm tremendously excited about and something which is one of our, our core strategic pillars. We want to make sure that our customers uh, are listened to, that we give the best possible service and we become absolutely world class in the delivery Uh, and the experience that people get when they're working with us. I'm talking to fintechs all the time about the importance of uh, the agility of listening to the customers, removing friction and providing a real world-class service. I have worked with you now for knocking on, you know, getting approaching 20 odd years now. And uh, one of the people who I've I've worked with over that period 
uh, who has who has constantly looked to delight their customers is yourself. So no better person in the world to uh, to appoint as our chief customer officer is Nadia Rebusdashti. So delighted to have you in that role, where you'll be looking at that total relationship for customers, um, enhancing the you know the brand, expanding our relationships with customers, really looking at the pain points of those customers, and making sure we can provide the best possible service for every single person, uh, and delight delight everyone uh, throughout the whole process of that recruitment uh, that they're doing with them. Uh, Rob Grant, um, who will continue to run our, our US operations, is appointed uh, Chief Operating Officer. He'll be looking to maximize the efficiency of our process, uh, build on our, on our tech to allow us to be faster, better and stronger in delivery, create products and, uh, and provide real insight through our data. Um, so we're excited about what he's able to, uh, to bring to that. Claudine Eastwood uh, is promoted to our, uh, uh, to our HR director. Um, Claudine will be looking at uh, our comp and bend strategy, talent acquisition, learning and development alongside the work, great work that you do in that space to win you know, the award-winning uh, L&D programs that we put together there. Health and safety, culture and employee relations. Uh, Harry Vane um, moves from account director to managing director with a view on our, our tech dev and DevOps uh, team. So looking at growing relationships there, running the PL and looking at how we can develop and, and build the candidate strategy to make sure we are delivering uh, the very best talents, the very best opportunities in the marketplace. And as you mentioned before, Northstar, which is a company that many of you will know, is uh, going to be taken over by James Hounslow, who will be looking to uh, build you know, a pure uh, sales recruitment business that looks after both you know, the, the, uh, the fintech space, but more uh, importantly or, or, or wider, the, the whole software and, and SaaS industry and, and tech behind there as well. So we're really excited about building that as, a, as another brand of the Harrington Star Group. And there are plans, Nadia, to uh, increase that as well uh, in, into further brands across the course of the year uh, to give that multi-brand, multi-geographic strategy that we're putting, putting in place with it. I mentioned as well before some of the things that we managed to achieve over the last year. And, I, and I'll just run through this very quickly because I think it's uh, something there where we don't look backwards enough. But last year we saw uh, the new website being uh, developed, which will be finalised this, this year. We saw an internal comms platform released. Uh, a new HR platform released. We've seen a, a new office being agreed, what we'll be moving into as soon as we're back in, in, in play. Automation platforms, we've seen video technology, we've productized, we've worked successfully in a flexible remote setup. We've had remote onboarding, training and coaching. Uh, we've positioned ourselves to offer greater clarity and focus than ever before. We've had a 51% average increase per head per month on the performance that the guys have been doing. We've improved our accuracy by 36% on the jobs that we're pulling. Uh, we've relaunched, as we said, North, North Star. Uh, we've had our first uh, off-site multi-hire project. We've made more C-level appointments than ever before. We've made more exclusive and retained business than ever before. We've had our best and uh, second-ever best months in 10 years of business. We celebrated our 10-year anniversary. We restructured our leadership team. We've implemented Office 365. Uh, and we've built a team there that we are, we are truly, truly proud of. Uh, as well as onboarding a number of different people into the business. So I think that's something which we can be really proud of alongside it there as well. HS projects I touched on before, where we've brought Graham Hill into the business. Graham's been uh, working internally with some of the biggest brands on the planet for the last 15 years. He's able to now bring that experience to us to be able to look at Series A and scale up businesses. And we're building a product suite there that allows us to add real value in, in the uh, uh, embedded talent arena. So we're going to be able to work with people to 
to scale up quickly and provide uh, different solutions to that sort of opportunity to them as well. And we're continuing to hire with uh, a number of different opportunities across, across the business and across the group, which we're excited about. Our strategy uh, uh, sits around GTEC, which is growth, talent, efficiency, and customer to really show those pillars of what we're looking to do. So growing responsibly and, and uh, looking at entrepreneurial opportunities to add real value to our customers. Talent is about making sure we have the, the very best in, in our group and we're looking after the, 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 our people as best we can, particularly through these difficult times. Efficiency is making sure we're, we're removing that customer friction and making sure it's the best possible process and uh, maximizing our time and so we're able to deliver more to everyone. And customer means that we are absolutely focused on creating that world-class customer experience to the business. We've had uh, growth out in the USA uh, and also pleased to say that uh, James Campbell has moved to senior consultant out there. And we are looking once again uh, to be growing our award-winning, multi-award winning marketing team uh, and bringing more talent into that group as well. So we can provide a real digital marketing agency within the business. Uh, to provide both internally, but also really add, add real value to our customers and help broadcast their experience out there as well. So internally, it's been busy. It's been really busy, hasn't it? Um, and it's so exciting um, to talk through all of that and, and just for me to hear it all again in, in probably, I think that was about 90 seconds that you reeled it off. <laughs> it was really good. I think my favourite moment was when you said, Briggest bands <laughs> for um, biggest brands, yeah. For um, for when you, when you were talking about the launch of our, our product um, piece with um, with Graham Hill, which I'm particularly excited about because I just think that everything that we've been putting together is sort of raising the bar of how we look after people, and that is so close to my heart. And when I say people, it's people internally, it's looking after their careers, it's people externally, whether that is somebody looking for a job or whether that's a business looking to grow um, or a business looking for some, some help on how they really invest in their people and keep their people for the long run. I think that we've, we've really looked at it from every angle and I'm so excited by that. Um, because for me, like the, the, um, the customer focused, it's about what's their, what's their experience? What's the individual's experience? What was the accuracy of the solution that we provided to them? What's the desire that they have to work with us again? And getting to the conversation where we can work together again and again and again. So for me, um, this sort of three key pillars that, that I'll, I'll be really working towards personally, and that's referral, uh, because I believe that I'm a person that if I'm really happy with something, I'm going to go and tell everybody about it. I saw the most amazing thing um, on Twitter yesterday, and uh, there was a builder who was, who was sorting out a patio for a lady who had two boys. Uh, one of her boys is six years old, and um, the builder let the, let the six-year-old um, pass him a few bricks, do a little bit of work, and at the end of the whole project, when the patio was finished, the builder sent the little boy a letter uh, with, an in, with um, his payment package in it, saying, one of the best people I've ever known to ask why every five seconds, um, handing over bricks, helping mix cement, and this little six-year-old got himself a tenner. Um, and I just thought, wow, what an amazing thing. And over within 10 minutes of that, that Twitter being posted, you, you had a million people having seen it. And someone said, I need to know who this builder is because wouldn't we all be using him? Um, like yeah. that, like that's the guy that we'd use. And I just think that 
right now we need we need things like that we need that extra touch that magic touch where we are providing a solution but we are really really adding that extra magic touch where people are thrilled to refer us and thrilled to work with us again so referral for me is really important repeat is really important to me and i love the thought of having um, our customer relationships retained so that people trust us and they've got that thrill that they want to be using us again. They trust us to use us again and they feel really confident that, that we've just got it um, and, and we're, we're going to help them um, through these difficult coming months. So I wanted really to just celebrate a few of our consultants because this isn't new. You know, we've been, we've been working like this for a while to really make sure that we are giving that extra magic touch. And I don't think that we've, we've really given our consultants as much celebration as we should do sometimes, but we started to at the end of last year by publishing some of these um, these quotes that we got back from people because you often get emails, don't you, Bab, from, from customers, mm -hmm. candidates, um, clients at the end of a process saying thanks and thanks to that particular consultant. So I'm just going to read a couple of them out. So this one for Catherine O'Byrne. Kath took time to understand the role, explain things clearly, and the communication was superb throughout the process. A great credit to the firm and, the, and to the recruitment industry. Amazing, absolutely love that. Um, another one for James, recently promoted. I've had a lot of experience with recruiters over my career, and it is really difficult to find a good, honest recruiter, but James has been brilliant. It's been a pleasure working with you. Another one for Ian. Ian's hard work, timely help has allowed us to make it through. I can easily say that in my 17 years experience, I have never met such a professional and proactive recruitment organization. So for me, I want us to hear more of this. I want people to be thrilled to be working with us. I want them to refer us, to repeat their business with us and to want to retain our services because we have, we have delivered well. We've been accurate with our solution provided. We have helped them through every stage of the process and we've got them to that solution. And that accuracy of solution, I think is really important. But that magic touch at the end um, is something that I'll really be, be holding, um, holding close to me. And that, that feeling that that six-year-old boy and his mother got when that letter um, arrived with the tenor in it for him lifting up a few bricks to help with the patio, <laughs> that is going to be on my mind the whole time. So I'm really excited about you know, what you've said for us as a business. And I think I feel really confident with the direction in which we're going. There's loads to be looking forward to, even in these challenging times. What will you be looking forward to, Bab? Yeah, well, let me just just start come back to that to that that uh, ten pound in the mail story. Look, look, I, I love the concepts of brilliant basics and magic touches, and it's those moments of truth, those moments that matter, that have always really captured me. And I've, I've uh, as you know, I've, I, I love reading about those sort of things. I've got numerous books where I've read, uh, you know, about the experience of Apple, of the Ritz Group, of uh, Ritz Carlton Hotels, of of American Airlines, uh, and so sorry, Southwest Airlines in particular. Uh, and all these businesses that have really gone out there to delight their customers. So stories like that, those little bits and pieces, Outback Steak, Steakhouse read a great story about at one stage. And it's those bits and pieces that I think are really truly magical uh, customer interactions. So I love that story. Thanks for, thanks for, sharing, for sharing it. Looking forward, look, I think it's a really interesting time. As I say, I, I look forward to continuing to see companies uh, develop and grow and, and put that ambition into action and supporting them in, in their challenges and overcoming those challenges in, in hiring and staffing in terms of internally fintech focus tv is over the next couple of weeks is going to take a slightly different train for the next week or so we're looking internally 
So I'm going to be talking to some of my brilliant colleagues that you mentioned beforehand uh, and looking at some of the markets and having a, an overview of what's happening salary-wise, what's happening trend-wise, what some of the, the hot areas are in those areas. Uh, I'm going to be speaking to you on one of the FinTech Focus TV shows talking about this whole uh, concept of customer and what your plans are to really turbocharge that over the course of the year as well, which I'm very, very excited about. And we're going to be t taking a look at that. And then we, over the, uh, the weeks after that, we're going to be returning to some of the uh, Ultimate FinTech Workplace Awards. And again, looking at some of those businesses that really shone out last year and, and shining a light on what good looks like in terms of uh, looking after your teams. So some very, very exciting times coming on FinTech Focus TV alongside the usual blend of, of uh, the world's great innovators and change makers, et cetera, et cetera. The Financial Technologist, uh, it's, it's Q1 magazine is, is in full swing. That will be out in early March. We are at the moment bringing together the judging panel to look at the most influential companies. This will be the fourth year now, I believe, of doing the most influential fintechs listing of, of, of for 2021. So we'll be looking at some of those companies that we think are generally going to make a, a, a real push, a real change to the industry and, and break the mold over the course of it. We have Lloyd, ZY, Baringa, who will all be judging on that and various other uh, businesses that will be helping us putting together a, a comprehensive listing of the businesses to really look out for over the course of 2021 as well. So it continues to be busy uh, and it continues to be an interesting time. And I continue to love what I do, which is very fortunate. Amazing. Really amazing. Um, I've got loads to look forward to as well. So as you all know, I started up uh, roundtables um, last year once I came back from maternity. Um, and they started off as one-off conversations in a way to introduce different people to each other across the industry in the, in the absence of face-to-face -face networking. And now what it's turned into is actually much, much deeper networking, deeper networking than you get face-to-face. -face. So what I've been doing is booking follow-ups with the same group of people. Um, taking the conversation further forward. So it's a much deeper networking opportunity. So um, the, three, the three topics that we've covered so far has been the gender pay gap discussion and, and how the government abandoned, that was one of the first things they abandoned the minute that COVID hit. Follow up to pledges for 2021 and, and how we can ensure we have fast starts. And there's going to be a new discussion um, that I'm going to launch on the DE and I challenges we're facing and how we overcome them. So um, those, those will be um, my next three, uh, but there'll be follow ups to previous ones. And I'm really excited for it because I think it's, it's enabling um, individuals across the industry in different roles to see how each of their businesses are behaving, especially within these times of challenge. Um, because of course, priority number one is the success of the business. It's making sure businesses thrive. But I think it's incredibly important we don't let the inclusion debate slip into um, secondary, third, fourth position when it is about people and people do drive our success. So that'll be something that I'm, um, I'm incredibly, incredibly excited about um, over the coming month to be um, booking in these next stages of these. Um, and anyone, of course, interested in those, please do contact me because often these uh, conversations, they come because someone's requested that as a conversation to be had. Or I speak to a number of people and I get more than one request for the same thing. So it's very much reflective of what people need in the marketplace rather than me just um, grabbing a topic out of thin air. So yeah, really exciting times um, despite the challenges. Any further thoughts, Bab? Look, I just think it's a, you know, as I say, an encouraging start to the year uh, from the market. A great response to, to adversity. Um, look, 
we are not insensitive to the fact this is incredibly difficult times and they continue to be. I know that, that uh, companies and we will have to constantly look out and after everyone who's out there in, in, in your teams and your workforce. And it's going to be a continued spate of bunkering down and, and, uh, and doing the very best that you, you possibly can. But, and I say this with, with enthusiasm, I had a good conversation uh, this week with a, a gentleman who uh, is out in Australia at the moment, out in Sydney. Um, and uh, Sydney have been above the curve. It is obviously summer out there. And it, and, and it fast forwarded me to what's coming in the spring and beyond where we have a, a time which will be coming back to again, the, you know, a, a new world again, a normal world. So he's out in Sydney. He's going out on long walks. He's going out for pub lunches. The sun's shining. People are on the beaches. Oh, and I could have lunch. been really, oh. I could have been, I could have been oh. very jealous about all of that. And I could have thought, right, I want to put the phone, phone down straight away. But what it did is give me a real um, sense of uh, optimism and enthusiasm about what's, what's to come as the sun starts to shine again and we get through the, uh, the worst. The vaccinations are coming. The economy is, uh, is, is proving you know, relatively robust in most, in most areas. And I, and I feel there's stimulus for, for everyone to be coming in and making the rest of this year extremely strong. So get through this period, get through the worst. And I think the sun on the horizon is shining. Uh, and if, uh, if, if my... Um, crystal ball of what's happening in Australia where life is returning to normal and they shut down yeah they do shut down very quickly you cannot leave the country very easily you have to uh, sit in a hotel at three thousand dollars ahead uh, for two weeks when you return to the to the uh, um, country in your room the whole the whole period so they've been pretty militant about what they're doing but when you look at New Zealand and when you look at Australia and when you see that hope uh, that, uh, that, that that this is controllable and better times do come through and with a vaccine behind it. I look forward to uh, to very encouraging times to come. Absolutely. So listen, um, that's it. That's it from, from, from us today. It's been a pleasure as always. I always love these, conversa- these conversations with you, Nadia. I hope you are getting, uh, listening to this and getting as much value as possible and from our daily podcasts uh, that are out there in the ether um, every single day. We uh we hope you get that, that value for us to 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 keep on doing it at no cost to it to you know, to anyone, and the uh, the incentive for us is to add value as much value as we possibly can into the marketplace and keep sharing those wonderful stories of great businesses and what they're doing. For that to happen, all we ask is you like, you share, you give a good good review, uh, and you pass it on so we can spread this all over the world and keep this uh, podcast moving as as best we possibly can. So thank you very very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it, and Nadia. A pleasure as always.